What up, though? This is your boy Chill B, and this is the Chill Bravado Podcast, where I have a series called Laker 82-16, where we cover the grind of an 82-game season, and when we have dreams of getting 16 wins to get the chip in the end. But you know the Lakers are nowhere to be found when it comes to that regard. So we're talking about a matchup and reactions to game three. We have game four coming up as early as Friday, if you listen just before the game. And yeah, man, we're going to talk about a few things that's really been, you know, kind of sticking to my mind after game three and all the reactions. We're going to talk about Draymond Green. So really today I'm asking the question, is Green enough? But we're also going to be talking about the Boston Celtics who wears that ugly, hideous color green. So we're going to ask, is the grass always greener? Sometimes the grass isn't always greener. And then we're going to talk about how my oh my how quick we are to crown certain individuals and you know really the blame game is starting to form now we're starting to see people who are going to feel a type of way and kind of lean this way that way why this happened what this happened you know with the x's and o's we're not going to talk about as much we're going to get into the narratives right now the narrative is draymond green and i call this a lazy media reaction because you know two things can be right at the same time yes draymond did not play well but yes, I still like to hear his thoughts after the game on a podcast. We are now at the point where we're trying to find reasons to have storylines instead of just talking about the game. He played terrible, but let's not talk about what he did wrong. Let's talk about why he didn't play great. And we speculate that it's because he is focused too much on other things than the finals. Isaiah Thomas comes out and he's saying that you're worried about your podcast and all this other stuff. You know, Stephen A. Smith, he gets up there and he's talking about it, you know, and he said, I don't mind you doing your podcast, but blah, blah, blah. But see, the narrative is being formed. Draymond's not focused. Draymond is is, the one, is one of the reasons. I, I see Stephen A. even said Draymond and Steve Kerr are the reasons that they are going to lose this series if they don't get their act together coaching-wise and playing on the court. And I just feel like that's lazy, man. And, and Stephen A's made a name for himself doing this, so I don't want to dra- name drop him too many times. I mean, he's not, I mean, it's not hurting him, you know, but us talking about him and it's only helping. But I just don't feel like Draymond is going to be the, the main reason this team loses. So let me get into some of this right now after we kind of cover the lazy reaction. Green is green enough. That's the question I'm asking. And we're going to bounce off both sides. But let's talk about Draymond's side with the Warriors. Is green enough? Green isn't big enough. Apparently, he isn't intimidating enough when he doesn't play well. And he isn't athletic enough. Okay? So, and consistently, he can impact the game if he's able to be, you know, mental game, you know, the thing that he does great, getting into the heads. But I honestly don't feel like his physicality is enough to overwhelm Boston because they're bigger, stronger, faster. Mentally, I don't think it's going to be as, um, you know, effective if guys like Smart and and Al Horford play well. Because if they're not playing well and Draymond is able to, you know, do his thing, get the antics and get everybody, you know, kind of worked up and they're not playing well, then we'll see that work. But physically, it's just not there. Like Draymond's, the boards were destroyed by... Um, Boston, because they were just bigger, you know. You know, you play Kevin Looney off the off the floor, 
Draymond is now being your small ball five. You have little guards. And speaking about guards, let's go over to the wing position of the Boston Celtics. You know, so it's green enough for the Warriors. We we still have that question, is Draymond green enough? But for the Boston Celtics and their ugly green jerseys, is what they have in green enough? And I like to say the grass isn't always greener because let's go back to the season before the trade deadline. Jalen Brown, the, the outcries that they need to trade Jalen Brown, they need to split these guys up. They need to get something because Brown ain't got it. He ain't it. He's not going to help to win a chip. You know, all these kind of things that were coming out. People just were just frustrated because they feel like Tatum and Brown, they both can't get off at the same time. They need just to find another partner for Tatum, get rid of Brown. Oh, I know you heard it. Some of you might even said it. And I was one of the biggest advocates of saying, why would I trade a bigger wing who can attack the basket. Who is, if he's hitting that shot, he's very deadly. He's difficult to defend. And why would I take him away from Tatum, who has become a better defender in his own right? I still don't think he's super elite, but I think the team that they have around him allows him to be, you know, locked in on that end, which, you know, is always a plus for your star. And even though Tatum is just smooth with the basketball, Brown, who is not, who's not as gifted, with the you know with his handles as Tatum is, but one thing Brown does very well is he he does not avoid physical contact. He goes downhill. He loves to get downhill, get in the paint, and the way he's getting in the paint and kicking it out. And Tatum's not joining the party, getting in the paint, kicking it out. And he's not trying to draw these little cheap fouls and then it's a, a advantage going back the other way in transition. So I laugh at those people. I see how silly it looks now that you want to get rid of a wing who is very productive. Who, who once they got clicking and rolling, this team has been a problem all playoffs long, and Brown has been a part of it. When he doesn't play well, we blame him. When when they win, you know, we, we shout out the others and Tatum. And I just feel like as of right now, if they were to win this chip, these next couple of games are going to really be a toss-up because who's going to be the finals MVP? Brown, oh, he has a very big shot at getting that opportunity, but Tatum will probably get it because he is the guy who they like the most. He's the face of the league, you know, nice brother, got a son, deuce, you know, so the story just looks great. So I'm a fan of Brown and this Tatum and this, this tag team of Tatum and Brown getting into the paint. And when they doing it, they're kicking it to the guys who are hitting shots when needed. They're kicking it to open guys. And we have to really appreciate what Tatum and Brown are doing because they are outplaying these Splash brothers. And they are not invited to the pool party, apparently, because they're showing that they're a little upset about it. And they're out here balling. Smart. The bully ball timing of it, when he's able to get downhill, he knows Curry's in foul trouble. Or he's able to get downhill, give that little bump, and just drop that little floater in. Or his ability to be the recipient of one of those touch the paint, kick it out, guys, and Smart's able to knock down threes. And when he's able to do those things and he's able to roam around freely defensively and just be a pest to anybody that he making, you know, just stay in front of Curry. Curry knows it's going to be a long night because Smart's not going to stop. And I just felt like last game, Smart put his imprint on the game, and I hated it because, you know, I am not a fan of Smart. Just like people don't like Draymond, 
I just not a fan of smart. I, I will always say I was wrong about them. Should they should have traded them last year and the year before that. But right now they're playing in, in, in a way where he can be competitive and be to his advantage. Although he had a bummer game too. I got to give him a shout out and love because he played well. And, and, and then there's White and Big Al and Robert Williams. And I like how Grant Williams is standing up to Draymond Green. Side note. But let's get back to Robert Williams. His his presence around the rim, and you know he's not 100%, but he's out there just giving it his all, his ability to protect the rim, ability to be um, just aggressive, and, and it has always been that defensively. It's showing, <clears throat> and Big Al, who is just, man, like, you can tell this is his first one, and he, he's giving all he can because he wants to just put enough games together that's, that will help get his team victories. He didn't play well in game two as well. I, I'm curious now that we had this quick. This is the first one where it's like one day in between the games. So we're going to see how fast Big Al can bounce back because this is like quick turnaround for him. You know, so I want to see how, what his movement and motor is like. Derek White, who's been, you know, a guy who I've been really impressed with. Unfortunately, he's just on the wrong team. I feel like these guys might have a shot to have a big game four at home so Al might he might can ride the you know off the strength of their crowd and their bench and just the momentum they have all of it right now because you're up 2-1 but it it can easily be snatched away and and snatched away by the king you know you know the the Mount Rushmore um, pivot that they're about to do and say that Steph Curry should be on the Mount Rushmore I don't really get in all that I feel like we I feel like like I said before there could be several mountains okay we don't have to just take the top four guys off and replace them with newer guys. So I just feel like it's so quick to crown these guys. Steph Curry, who we were saying is better than KD. People ask me, is he an all-time, you know, great, better than KD's all-time greatness? Like, it was measuring the greatness between the two, and I feel like, why are we doing that? But it's just something that comes up all the time like that. And what they need right now is not King Curry. They just need their role players and, and, their, and their stars to play like that. Draymond Green has to play like an all-star. Clay Thompson has to give you all-star moments, even though someone told me he's getting he's, he's come back from injury. You can tell he's not fully himself. And I agree, but nobody cares about injuries right now, right? That's what we tell everybody, right? Like, nobody cares. So we pick and choose when we care or make excuses for guys. I don't think Clay's going to use that as an excuse. I just don't see him being that type of player when this is all said and done if they don't win. So, they, they let me tell you what this team needs. I'm going to tell you what this team needs. This team needs KD. <laughs> I, I, need, I, I need someone who with versatility. Oh, that's KD. Someone who, who who's a, a floor spacer. KD. A guy who can get his own bucket outside of Curry. Can get his own, make plays. KD. And help defend the rim a little bit, KD. But this this Warrior team doesn't need that. Remember, Steph is the guy who's the engine that runs this ship, and it's true. They still have a, they still have you know more than capable talent to to come out of this. But boy, it's gonna take a lot of this juice and energy to get it out of this group. What else do they need? Hmm, probably a healthy Iggy. You know that skill set. Uh, a, a wing defender, a big, a big playmaker, uh, a big time, um, just mo- um, momentum shifter. They need that kind of guy to go with Wiggins. Wiggins is, you know, he's he's gonna be, you know, he's gonna do Wiggins thing. He's gonna have good moments, bad moments. They just need a guy who can come off that bench 
who can allow, you know, just to do a different thing that some of the other guys can. And Iggy was always very good at that. He's up in age, bad shoulders. You know, it's just what it is. And then, you know what else they could use? They need some strength. They need a David West type because the bigger, stronger, faster thing, if they can get somebody who's big and strong that can help kind of box out, hit, hit a 15 to 18 foot jump shot, help help that dynamic. I just feel like that skill set, tough guy, you're not about to, you know, David West is one of the, is one of the ones. He's one of the last of them that you're not just going to walk up on him and do this whatever you want. You can't just have Draymond out here doing it by himself. Somebody else has to put that intimidation into a player. So a David West skill set could be used. Um, and then a Sean Livingston type, a guy who can come in, run your offense, who has size at the point guard in wing position, who can just be a, a absolute sniper from mid range, long, lengthy defender, experienced, you know, been through battle tested. They are missing these type of players. And I mean, I heard people say, you know, put Kaminga in, put Moody in. Let's play these guys this and that. But, I mean, we don't know what they're going to give you. And if you're throwing these guys in now, it's a gift and a curse. If you throw them in and they give you this boost of energy, you're a great coach. If you throw them in and you still are losing, and it's like, well, you don't have faith in your veteran guy. So it's not really a, a, a good situation here unless you win. Golden State have to figure out what they got to do to win and beware of the they're getting old stuff that's about to come out. And let's let's really ask. They're saying Green is not focused, but that's because he's not playing well and all that, but is Clay focused or is it just the injuries? You know, like we're picking and choosing our narratives that Clay has not played well at all except for this game three, and that came just in scoring because defensively, Clay is not the same guy anymore. And that, I think, is where the injuries are mostly going to hit now. His, you know, his legs fatigue and he's not able to you know to get to get you know that confidence and that swagger back just yet probably so but let's not forget Draymond had an injury early in this season you know he missed a lot of games and I just don't know if he's seeing him not being as gifted a scorer and you take away you know a gear out of his step how that affects his game so now he doesn't look like the old guy barking and trying to you know be physical and you know cheap shot guys but I just have a lot of questions, man. And I feel like this game four is going to answer it for us. So game four, what is my prediction? I say it's a must win for Golden State. I think Golden State is going to come out and win this game. Boston has tricked me too many times when they think they can take control of a series. They normally don't. So I'm banking on Golden State coming out and having a big game. And they're going to pull it out. And I think Draymond's going to play better. I think Clay's going to have two good games back to back. That's going to happen. I think they're going to figure out how they can limit some of the paint touches and, and just the paint penetration. Golden State is going to figure it out for this one game. So game four, Golden State's going to take it. Boston has not proven to me that they're ready to just, just deliberately just take over a series and do it and make it easy on themselves. They've made it hard on themselves, you know, quite a few times. So I'm banking on them to do it again and, this nightmare of Boston winning the chip is still looming, but for one game, they're going to make this back, swing it back to the middle where we have it 2-2. Two, two. Come on, Golden State. I'm begging you. Do this for your boy. I am your boy, Chill B, by the way. This is the Chill Bravado Podcast, Laker 82-16. I'll see you guys after game four. I'm excited. 
me and my little girl are gonna be watching it. She's only two, but she knows. Go Lakers. <laughs>